Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. And for some of you, have a very fantastic night. I'm your host, Steve Pisa, here for Cinema Files Radio. Thank you for joining us here today on Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. We talk about media and movies and cinema and all things that we love. We have a fantastic show this weekend, just like I say every weekend, but this time we're, we're joined by the fantastic cast of Avengers Grimm, directed and written by Jeremy Inman. We have great guests on today, at Lauren Parkinson. We might be, get a guest today, which is Casper Van Dien. We might. Marv McClough, Elizabeth Peterson, Mylynn Sarley, and of course Jeremy Inman. We can't wait very long. We, we don't have a lot of time. We've got a lot of great guests on today, so we've, we've got to move forward. So those are the best kinds of shows. The, the first person we have today is fantastic. We always amazing, Lauren Parkinson. Lauren Parkinson, how are you doing today? I'm great, Steve Pisa. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you. It's, I'm so happy that you're on a second time around uh, you're always one of my favorite guests, and it's so pleasant to be around. Uh, um, thank you for being oh. here today. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for having us. No well, we, we, I saw your movie again a couple of times last night. I was telling you this in the break. I uh, really loved Avengers Grimm. Uh, I was so happy that you got this part. I really want to come out for the, for, the, for the opening. But this is coming in a time where you went and pursued acting full-time. Since the last time we spoke, a year ago, you were you're pursuing acting full time, right? Yes, actually. I, I finally quit my day job and, and took the leap. I'm human like anyone else and I've always had, you know, my fears and self doubts, but I've uh kind of transitioned after several self help and <laughs> <laughs> and help from my friends and supporters. I'd I'd love to thank everyone out there listening and everyone who supports me and sends me encouraging messages and, um, you know, questions me and makes me work harder. But, yeah, so I finally took the leap, and it's been pretty good. You know, you're one of the hardest working women I've met in Hollywood. And you out there who are listening, I know we have a huge crowd today listening today. Uh, Lauren is one of those human beings who, when you look at her, she is stunningly beautiful. And you would never think that she's as approachable and as sweet and as hardworking as she is. Just just based on you know, looks and glamour alone, uh, you'd be the complete opposite. Uh, sh- she is the hardest working, sweetest human being. When we did the show today, she she actually did all of the timing of the guests that are coming on. She's she's just one of the most awesome producers. So this whole year, you've been focusing on acting and pursuing that after you you know left the other things. And did this full time. Mm-hmm. How's it been for the past year for you? Well, um, right off the bat, I, I got my amazing manager who's been helping me step by step along the way. Um, being out here seven years, you wouldn't think, um, you know, because I'd been dabbling in it for uh, for the whole time and um, sure. learning slowly. But um, even making the transition, um, I was still a little green, so... So she's been helping me a lot and and finding me a lot of um, better auditions than I can find myself and um, just just helping me work my portfolio, 
and um, and even so much as as questions on on what to do when I get in the room, and um, so so slowly along the way, I've I've had uh, I think over the past year about five movies and um, a couple of wow. print jobs and a couple of um, what's TV kind of episodic pilots. Um, so it's been really amazing and really scary and everything's coming really fast. Um, and I was thinking about what I've been doing over this past year and uh, trying to formulate it all. And I think it's probably going to take a whole two hours to talk about all of it, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you got like, you have a, you have appetites and you got Cobra Gator and you got full circle, and you got scumbag. You got a lot of things going on in your plate right now. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been, been a lot of hard work. Um, at, at this stage in the game, um, they like to put up projects really fast. So, so each project um, technically had a, a short pre-production where you get the script and and you work really hard on it. And sometimes you get together for a little rehearsal. And then when you go in, it's about a two-week shoot. Every day, all day, um, it's just a marathon. So I've been learning so much. It's hard to articulate it all. But it's right. been an amazing experience. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, I was very, very happy with the Avengers Grimm. I, I saw, like I told you, I saw it again last night for two times, well, three times in a row. I really, really enjoyed it. How did, how did you get this part? How did you pursue it? And how did you see it happening? Well, I actually wouldn't have gotten this part without my amazing manager, Al Travis. Um, again, it's that that next level that they're trying to push me to that I can't really find those auditions myself. And um, um, it was a pretty fast process. Um, they called me in for the audition. They actually had me read for a little Red Riding Hood first. And um, the, the casting director um, really loved it, but saw something else in there and uh, said, would you, would you please hold for a moment while I print you out another part? So he went and printed out Snow White as I reached in my portfolio for that picture I have of you with the apple and um, handed it to him, and he was really excited. And I went out for about 20 minutes, and I was so excited. And when your heart's beating that fast, you could learn lines really quickly. So I got off book in 20 minutes and um, went in there. And you remember the last time we spoke, you had asked me what uh, what was on my bucket list. And I, I couldn't exactly say, but I knew that I wanted to play a queen of sorts. So I kind of went in there and, and nailed it. And uh, the uh, producer called me, um, I think that same day, and told me he was really excited. Um, and he, he loved what I did with the role. And uh, he and the director, Jeremy, who will be on later, and writer, um, would love to have me in the part. So being new, I said yes. I would take it right away, and I didn't even talk to my manager. So now I know I have to send it to my manager first, but um, I was lucky enough to get in that door. And uh, the way the Asylum film boys like to do it, uh, I think they do it really fast um, anyway. But um, the role was supposed to be played by um, another member of um, Team Unicorn, who um, Mylin and Riley are, will be on later. Um, so it was, uh, a role that opened up from the other members of their team. So, uh, wow. knock on wood, some, they got a better job maybe, but I got in and, uh, <laughs> they love me and, 
and I was super excited to take the part. And it was, seemed to be the next day we started filming. So um, each day I had my, you know, four or five scenes to do for the day. And, right. um, yeah, we would kind of prepare the night before. <laughs> right. we it's amazing all day. <laughs> It is. You, you know, the, the one thing I notice a lot from the movie is that you do so much physical work in this film. It's, it's, and I know that you did three, four, five takes for certain parts. It, it must have been insane. The, the first question that comes to my mind when I see something like that is, how in the world did you prepare for that? And can you prepare for that? Well, um, luckily in my, my dabbling for the years and years and years and um, with my, my BFA in acting, I, I worked with great people. Um, Gina Saramelli, Meckley, John Baca were my first um, introduction to the um, stage fighting, SAFD kind of um, choreographed fighting and um, stunts. And um, so since then, I've I've always said, as an actress, I'll always do my own stunts. So I've been keeping it up since when I worked at the Renaissance Festival with Greg Ramsey, a lot more for that, and out here with FFI and Brian Downer. And, um, and everyone's kind of taught me how to stay safe, but mm. fearless and um right. kind of kind of jump in those roles and uh and and do all of the physical aspects. I, I was actually one of the only people in the in the movie who was able to do their own stunts and and I really really enjoyed it. Um the other physical aspect um you know all of the, just the 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 toll that it takes on your body being there all day every day. Right. Um ready to go um you know, you gotta you gotta work out for that stuff. You have to go for right. long jogs and pretend zombies are chasing you. And <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 did you create a, like a, like a Hugh Jackman uh, training regimen for yourself for the for the film? Do you do you push yourself that edge? Oh, every every film I always um, and and even in between you have to have to stay in shape and. Um, definitely, yes. Um, it's a it's a vitamin supplement induced. <laughs> you properly schedule your coffees and <laughs> right, right. Definitely some yoga time. You know, bring the yoga mat for in between. Right. Well, when you walk away from movies like this, where, where there's so many things that you're putting into it, where the physical, the mental, the spiritual. The the question always happens. Whereas when you walk away from it, what did you take away from it? Did you did you learn something from this process? Did you did you gain something for your future life? Tell me, tell me what did what did this movie do for you? This movie was amazing. I am super thankful to all of them for for putting it together so fast and including me, and being able to see such great work come out of something that so many people pressed so hard to get together and um definitely every step of the way i learned something um especially working with casper i mean he kind of took me under his wing and um and helped me out every day that we were able to work together and and coached us and um that was a really great experience because i also love um helping people who need to you know, who have questions and and I like to be open. I mean, I've been getting a lot of questions like bombarded with people saying, wow, you've been doing pretty well lately. Help me out. So um, it's just a, people helping people and being open and 
if I mean, I have a very crazy controlling personality and um, the smaller projects that I've done in the past, I like to kind of take over all aspects, but now I've learned to do more my part and trust what everyone else has to to help me with. And um, I mean, you know, having Jeremy there, the writer director, um, talking through the the part and um, and the text, and and we, you know, would slowly change it along the way because if you're in pre-production, you get to talk about it, but then when you get into production, it takes on a whole new life, and you kind of just have to go with it. So it's uh, you know, it's like an improv kind of experience, and um, I mean, Lou Ferrigno, same thing, just having like a wholesome family attitude on the side and, and he's a great right. family man and will ask you more questions about yourself than you know he would anything but everybody's so friendly and um so artistic and so capable in their own ways you know the, the costumer and the makeup people and uh you know props and that, set design that, 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 and i've that, that's the question i wanted to ask you lauren i mean one of one of the one of the uh I don't know, more ironic parts of this film is that it's it's basically Avengers um, put into a different world, almost like Japanese anime, where you take the Avengers theme and you put in other characters into it. And Lou Frigno being in this, being a previous Hulk, <laughs> I grew up with him as the Hulk, and then he's in Avengers mm-hmm. Grimm as another character, I find that quite <laughs> ironic. Uh, he's right, still and, the then, Hulk. and then you have Captain. <laughs> He is an incredible. Now that's the question I wanted to ask because he's such an incredible human being. I've met him several times before, and so mm-hmm. super sweet. How was it like working mm-hmm. with, with him? Lou Ferrigno is just such a sweet guy. Oh, he's just full of kisses and <laughs> compliments, and just you just want to hang out with him for you know after the show forever. He's just like a a really. Uh, wholesome, amazing guy, and super talented. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So your, your character in, in, in the film, we're, mm-hmm. we're looking at the powers that your characters have. How did you feel about your character's manifestation of her, of her powers and her fighting style? Did you, did you have a say in that? Because I really like the way you pulled it off. Um, let me think. Did I have a say in it? I, uh, well, I, I think it started with the voice and, um, when I think of a queen and I I think of the situation that she was put in, of course, you know, when things are thrown together so fast, an actor has to pull out their, um, magic box of actor toolbox things. And (laughs) I think going back to Stanislavski, the magic, if, is is something that magically comes together. So you start with she is, um, you know, having her kingdom and her neighboring kingdoms bombarded by Rumpelstiltskin, and uh, you know what what would happen if he came in and murdered my husband? I mean, I would right. kind of want revenge, and I would focus and and go to the end and, until I get him. You know what I mean? And I would risk my life for it. And um, thinking about that focus, uh, you know, I've been learning a lot about archetypes and chakras and and kind of start with uh, where you pull from in your body and, you know, maybe you're leading with your heart or that base um, kind of survival instinct. And uh, I I, I tried to gear it as like a very focused 
kind of in-charge lady who, you know, kind of wants to boss everyone around to get her way, but, you know, for the love, for the never wanting anything bad like this to happen again to anyone else and save the world. Um, So taking all of that, all the the physical stuff kind of poured from from that aspect and... um, so and it started with with the, the voice, which uh, Dylan Vox, who is amazing and was one of the producers mm-hmm. of this project, um, has done right. many other asylum films, and and you guys should check him out. I watched one; it was amazing the other day. Um, and um, so he kept commenting on my voice and kind of uh, reenacting my character that I was putting out. Um, really? Nonstop. It was he, he would just follow me around, and, <laughs> and uh, they were calling me Snow Beast and Snow Queen, and you know, in the in the show, somebody calls me an icy bitch, and um, so just just <laughs> taking all of that information and like seeing how much they loved that that voice. They would constantly come up and whisper in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) So that, you know, they were just like, we love what you're doing, Snowy. They still call me Snowy. And uh, so it was really encouraging. So, I mean, if there's anything, uh, there was a really, really great um, um, fight director on that movie. Um, He was Hernandez. I forget his first name. I I feel horrible. But he was amazing and helpful. And, you know, if I'm throwing a punch like a girl, then he'll tell me and say, you know, you need to be more queenly. And and then, oh, it steps back into my body. And all of a sudden, you know, it just just comes and (laughs) the slow-mo running. That was that was a fun day. <laughs> you know, this, this is gonna, I think this is going to come across as probably the the um, geekiest question I've ever asked a human being in my entire life. But when you're playing Snow White in this film, did did you at at all encompass the the queen as well, or or the the evil witch from from the lore as well? Because I did I did get a sense that you're almost tapping into that bad side of yourself. And that leads into the evil queen that you were fighting previously when you were younger in, in your Snow White lore. So I was just thinking that as I was watching it, I'm like, this is a pretty geeky question to ask, but did you at all think that you're probably playing your mother in this in this movie here? Well, I think that uh, it was there. I noticed it was there. I didn't mind that it was because uh, we all come from our mother and as much as we deny it we are going to turn into them i love her mother she's listening i would like to say thank you <laughs> and she's awesome <laughs> and my dad but yes yeah. definitely um you know there's because what i thought was at first uh oh i'm snow white maybe when i go into ice this this castle and make all of their guns freeze on my way and i should be like Ah, you know, and start like freezing things with my voice. And right. of course I would warm my voice up. It wouldn't be Sunday morning after I just woke up. But um, I, I was, <laughs> I was thinking, Oh, and now we should have a cartoon bird come and land on my finger. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have um, been awesome. <laughs> it would have been awesome. But no, yeah. Awesome. So I figured now after she's lived this life of, cartoon birds and singing and and uh dwarves and happiness that now she's a queen and she's taking on the responsibilities that her mother had and now maybe she kind of has to 
embody that power and, you know, be queen instead right. of more of the princess from the fairy tale. Right. Right. So you took charge of the situation. Yes. And sometimes when people take charge, they seem like a bitch. But really? Right. But they just want what's best for everyone. Well, I didn't see that in your character. I, I saw I saw the the, 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 the the anime of Frozen. I loved it. But it made the guys out to be evil and it made in order to make the girls seem a lot more favorable, which seemed very mm-hmm. strange to me. And when I saw this, it just seemed like people being people. And some are just bad yeah. and some are just good. And I hear what you're saying about the evil. Looking back and, and as I am learning from each project I think if I would have had a little more time, I would have been a little bit nicer to my girls when they came back into the, my world. But after I was waiting around for a year, I was like, bitches, come on, come through the mirror. <laughs> help me, help me win this battle. And then a year later, they come through and I'm like, what took you so long? And I think I would have been a little more excited to see them, a little more helpful in their transition into the real world. But... <laughs> it worked um, out the, the the way that it came out, uh, but but looking back, I would I would have a, a little more dynamic <laughs> for right, sure. Right. Yeah. You know the one one thing they say in films and in media all the time. They don't say it anymore. I don't think, but they always say, "Don't work with children. Don't work with dogs." But on another aspect, I would think that working with an entire male or female cast can sometimes cause issues, majorly because you're you're part of the same gender group. Did you did you find that to be the opposite or the truth uh, as the situation that you're in? That you, working you guys with all these ladies. Much, yes. Oh my goodness, they were amazing. Um, most of the time, I was in a, a room with Mara Fairclough. She is the sweetest and the funniest girl. Uh, can you know if she has her. All artists have their, okay, I'm going to go here and do my art for a moment. And she's doodling and just being adorable. Um, but all the other girls were great. I'm telling you, we were singing Disney tunes uh, in between takes the whole time. <laughs> Very sweet. Of course, you can be catty, but that's the thing. That's what we want to hear. We, we, you know, it, it's amazing. We, we, we want to hear these happy stories about how people are getting along, yeah. about how much Fun they're having. You know, we, we were, I, I really I was, don't think people want to hear the other stories. Oh, no, 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 no. What? We were jokingly catty. That's the thing, is we, we know <laughs> that this can happen among people. So right. they were constantly jokingly, like, poking at each other. Oh, I was the last, I was like, the last person to join them, but they were so hilarious the whole time. It was, it was really entertaining. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Well, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got so many things going on at all times, and I'm, I'm extremely grateful for you coming on today. Uh, you, what, what, are, what are your future plans right now? That, none of this came out, and it was so exciting to see you on the red carpet. It was so exciting to see all, all the accolades you were getting, which was so worth uh, the time and the effort you put into it. What are you, what are you looking forward to now? Are there, are there things knocking down your door? Or what can we look forward to? In a way, my my manager is gearing me up for the next step, so so there are a lot of opportunities coming my way. But right now, um, we well, I I'm using this uh, material to put, mash together for a reel. I'm actually going to meet with David Howardy later today, and he's helping me make an amazing right. reel, triple threat, and an editor. Um, 
you got to speak with him before. He's really great. Um, so after I, I get my reel together, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm waiting on more projects also. Um, <laughs> Appetites is coming out soon, and that's really, really, really great movie. Um, we, we had a private screening of that where I had about 80 of my friends, and it was just, wow. I cannot wait for that to come out um, and, and to get that footage. And and there's there's many other things like that. Cobra Gator is going to be coming out soon. So right now I'm I'm promoting projects as well as helping a friend to produce his next and first feature film. Uh, we made a trailer and uh, we're working on crowdfunding right now. It's on my Facebook site if anybody wants to go and help out. Um, but it's called The Figment, and David Keffer is writer, director, producer, um, taking everything that I've learned from you and Sean Piccinino and um, trying to teach from what I've learned and just helping everyone as, as they see me kind of stepping up my game um, um, and they're becoming inspired as well. And, and it's, I've been kind of helping a lot. If anybody wants to private message me on Facebook, I've been getting a lot of those and it's been really inspiring me also on the side because I was actually always afraid to reach out and ask for help. So now I, I feel less afraid to reach out to the next level and uh, and that's where I am kind of. I feel like I'm at the next what? level. My my star meter on IMDB kind of busted the five <laughs> top 5,000. Super yes. excited. So I'm taking all that energy that I used to use on my day job and I'm transferring it into a full-time acting gig. Yes, go ahead. I mean, I'm just a little, it's a little frustrating to hear people talk a certain way sometimes because you're you're saying how hard it was for you to ask for help from other people when you Mm -hmm. help out other people (laughs) a lot. Uh, Here's my question, and it may seem asinine to a lot of people listening because we have a huge crowd listening. I can see our boards right now. But the Aww. thing about you, and, 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 they, and they should know this, is that, one, if you think she's pretty on screen, you haven't seen anything yet. The cinematographer and the camera and the lens, is not, it doesn't have a proper yet. They're, they're not oh, my goodness. Dan DeFazio, Jay Cumbert, they but, made me so beautiful. But, no, 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 no. It's all the... No, no, you are beautiful. <laughs> but when you see you in person, you are, you are stunningly... It's very, there are very few actresses in the world that are more, if not extremely beautiful, outside the screen that they are in. And one of them was um, like uh, the queen from Braveheart or, or what have you. But you're, you're extremely beautiful, gorgeous, very sweet, very smart, a very hard worker. You compliment everybody on set. When we went to the red carpet, you welcome everybody. You take pictures of everybody. You welcome everybody. That is a very special, special personality. I would compare that to an Angelina Jolie type of personality. Let me ask you this question. Is that intentional? Is that important to you? Is that something that you work on? Well, I mean, as most people know, I've I've always been very insecure. So I try very, very hard on my outward appearance. Not that it should matter very much, but I I really don't think I'm that pretty, but I think that I have a certain <laughs> spark, a certain like love for life and people, and um, everybody has their part to play in the world. Some people are amazing at remembering names and dates. I got to tell you, that's my worst feature. <laughs> but when it comes okay. to, um, you know, connecting with people, I, I feel 
that that's my strength. And I feel when people kind of open up and, and you, you, they let you in kind of in that supernatural kind of way, <laughs> that right, that's right. kind of what makes make people beautiful. Casper and Lou, those kind of people that I would look up to that have that very open, they'll let anybody that you're right in front of them, you're talking to them, they let you in. And that's what's so attractive about them is because you feel you feel like family. And I feel like that's a part right. that I give to my friends and uh, people around me is that it's, it's that certain love energy that when, you know, when people are loved, then they see beauty. So right. I would like right. to think of my beauty as, as, as a love energy instead of a physical attribute. Well, I, I felt like your part of Snow White was, was very much on par with your personality as being ex- insanely sweet and very charismatic and, and very caring for other people. Uh, I'm very proud to call you a friend and uh, very Hi. glad you're on the show today. Uh, I love you too. You're, Thank you're, you're, so much you're, for you're having me. You're sincerely one of the best people I've, I've, I've ever known. Tell me, we all want to, to know you. We all want to find, find you and send you letters and messages of how fantastic you are. How can we reach you? Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Oh, I would love to find some new uh, followers on Twitter. I just started that not too long ago. And you could find me there at, at Lauren P. Actress. And on Facebook, if you could like my fan page and, and if you want to know what I'm up to on there, it would be www.facebook.com backslash Lauren Parkinson Actress. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you so much for being on. We're going to have Marfa Clow on right now, as well as you might be joining us a little bit later on with Jeremy Inman if you have, if you have time in your schedule. We really greatly appreciate you being on today, and thank you so much, and good luck so much on your projects in the future. My pleasure, Steve Beza. Thank you so much for having me. Have yourself a great Sunday. All right, boys and girls, we're going to take a short little break here as we welcome the, our next guest, uh, Marfa Clow. Here we go. Hi everybody! What a great show! This is Lauren Parkinson. Great. Here is Mara from Cloud. Here you go, Mara. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. There. Thank you very much for being on today. Sleeping Beauty is your part in Avengers Grimm. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is good. This is going to be my first question. How's it? My first question. How do you feel like being? Sleeping Beauty in, in in the story of Avengers Grimm, when a lot of people feel like Sleeping Beauty is the one character that, that, that they want to punch the, the prince in the face. Because <laughs> she's the one that sleeps the majority of the time. Right? 
Yeah. How was that? Um, yeah. It was fun. I mean, I, I loved it when I read the script. You know, I, I thought that Sleeping Beauty had this little edge to her, and I think that it was really, really fun. I mean, any girl wants to play a princess in this edge of this um, tough, um, kind of bad A, all of us girls kind of kicking butt was really cool. And then I got to kind of intertwine the sarcasm, which is actually a lot like my personality. I wouldn't say I'm as far as Sleeping Beauty took it, but having a little bit of that (laughs) snarkiness was a lot of fun to play. Right. What did you, did you train, I mean, you, you did an insane amount of work on this film. Did you, did you train hard for this stuff physically as well as mentally, or was it, did one tip over the other? Um, I, I've had um, stage combat and um, stunt training in the past, so I think it was more of going over that stuff, you know, just being physically healthy enough to take long nights, long days, and stuff like that, um, as well as mentally being prepared. I think that almost mentally is where I needed to focus the most because if your head's not in the game, then it doesn't even matter how great your body's in shape, you know? Right, right. Did you did you take that into consideration for going for the film? When you were going for the film and you, you knew that this would be slash a beauty piece and slash an action piece, so it would be a combination of like left on the keto almost. Uh, did you take that into consideration yeah. of I need to work on these two aspects of, of my acting in order to get in there? Yes, absolutely. I mean, and going into the audition process um, and looking over the script and the portion of the script that I got, I could see where they were going and see both of those aspects. Um, and I knew that if I were to focus on just one, obviously it would be imbalanced. So I went in there and, I mean, I focused on not, bringing this princess across as lame or overly feminine. I, I know that I'm a, I'm a woman, so I already have the femininity there. So I think that I focus more on the tough aspect as well as just keeping right. in mind that she's a princess. And I think it just worked to my favor. Right. When looking at the character of Sleeping Beauty, uh, what was it about that character that you wanted to bring out in the screen? Because it's, it's almost limiting right now. I mean, all the other characters have been revamped, except for Sleeping Beauty, to a certain extent. I know Anne Rice wrote a book about her. I love that book very much. That was one of yeah. the first revamping of that character. Uh, were you thinking about that as you went in? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this character around, or I might make her a little less feminine, or, or a little less a damsel in distress. Was that a conscious effort in your mind as you went in for this character? Yes, absolutely. I know the first day of shooting, um, us girls were all talking about our stories as princesses, our backgrounds and, you know, the angles we were taking for ourselves and just the inner story that um, we have in order to bring these characters to life. And I think it was the second day that we talked to Jeremy, the director, and he kind of bounced off his own ideas um, alongside of ours. And I really wanted to bring um, Sleeping Beauty's strength to this movie. I didn't want her to be, like you said, the damsel in distress or just, you know, the pretty girl the one in pink, you know, I wanted her to have a strength like the other girls to be able to have a balance and Sleeping Beauty's character, she's hasn't lost anyone to this battle yet. Every other princess has something to fight for as far as right. um, their grief or despair. And I think that aspect of like Sleeping Beauty didn't need to be involved in this, but she felt like she had to be, so she was kind of drug along and I liked that, like 
um, that attitude. So I think that was kind of new for Sleeping Beauty. And I, um, I don't know, I think it was a great opportunity to bring something more to just the, you know, the average Sleeping Beauty character. Right. I thought it was really interesting that none of the characters necessarily had children, and they didn't have that like family thing that locked them in as as almost a baby maker. They were, they were yeah, different no, characters. Totally. Now, did you get a sense of that yeah. when you're doing when you're filming this? It's like this is a bunch of kick-ass chicks. This is this is yeah. almost like a, oh my God. You know, Buffy. Yeah, and you know we talked about that. It was very much um, considered how it was a lot like Buffy, and I think yeah. that. Um, I think that in our our fairy tale world, you know, we all are just like that. Like we're not just the princesses sitting on a throne, you know, wearing a pretty dress and a crown. I think that in our worlds, we lead our armies. We're very much like Joan of Arcs. We're very much like Buffy's. Right. Like we take, you know, and I really liked that strong um, feministic view in that way. And even though we have families and you know, we we know Snow White is married. We know Cinderella is married. All of that stuff. Um, to not only be like the woman with the children, not that that's bad at all, but it was just a different take on it, and I think it was really empowering. Right. Tell me, how do you, how did you? Because, like I said earlier, you did a lot of physical stuff with this film. How did you prepare for this movie uh, physically and, and mentally? Um, I think preparing it was mostly just mentally that. Is like the first. As soon as you know, you you learn that you've booked something, and even before that, when you get an audition, your your mind and your heart is already working. You know, you already are coming up with a backstory just for yourself. Even if it doesn't coincide with the script, it at least gives you life sure. when you're auditioning. And then you book it, and then you are able to look at the whole script and gain even more for your character. So as soon as I knew I booked it, I started working and I created the backstory for my princess and I you know found her similarities to me and I found her differences to me and that's always a fun thing to find why the character is different from you and how you can put yourself in that place and then physically um just personally it was I was you know pumping up my vitamins I was making sure I was you know fully ready to take on like I said long nights we had a lot of night shoots that were a blast to film but we were also doing a lot of stunt work in those nights um and so I was making sure that I was staying on top of myself physically, um, you know, staying hydrated and, and keeping myself ready and preparing and, you know, making sure I had a, a routine of, like, stretching out during the mornings or when I'm in holding because when you're waiting to shoot, it's very easy to just, be, you know, just sit there and wait and your body isn't as warmed up or uh, ready to go do a fight scene if you're just sitting there. So right. that was right. something that I focused on for sure. So, so you you get the script and you get the part and you find out that, that you know Casper Van Dien is in this film and Lou Ferrigno are in this film. Do you know who they are and are you excited that these people are in the film that you're going to be in? <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, I was I was totally <laughs> excited. Um, I didn't even know that Lou Ferrigno was signed on to this piece um, until I got wow. to set the first day. And everyone was already shooting, and I walked on set and into holding. Yeah, everyone was shooting, and I, I, because I think they had already um, shot almost a full day by the time I made it to set. And so I was, you know, meeting the crew and meeting a few, um, some of the producers, and just kind of making my rounds. And then Casper walked up, and I recognized him, and I didn't even put two and two together when I first saw him. And I get introduced (laughs) to him, and you know, this is Casper, Mara, Mara, this is Casper. 
And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is fantastic. And he was so, so sweet. And he's, I mean, he's right. just a who. He's got, I mean, an incredible amount of charisma as well as humor. And then mm. out of the corner of my eye, I see this man walking up to me, and he is dressed and painted head to toe in silver. And I obviously didn't recognize Lou Ferrigno as, you know, this yeah. silver being walking up to me. So um, he went into makeup and he got it off and we sat down for lunch and I sat right next to him. And I, as I was sitting there, I like looked over and I was like, oh my God, like to myself, that's the Incredible Hulk. Like this is Lou Ferrigno. And he was, I mean, it was so nice to meet with him and work with him. And he's just the, like the kindest man. I absolutely adored both of them. And it was so exciting to be able to say like, oh, I'm working with Casper. I'm working with Lou. Like what an honor. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. You know, yeah. I, 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 I have to ask this question, and I, and I hate to be gender-specific, but this is a very female-driven film. So when you're, when you're sitting there, and you're, you're the stars of the film, you're the five stars of the film, you're, you're all women, you're coming together, does it feel like a woman-empowered set, or does it just feel like a movie set with a bunch of actors who are peers together? What's, what's the atmosphere like? Um, I think that there definitely was a sense of empowerment um, because there was so many of us women. And, you know, at lunch we would all sit together and we would talk about things. And, and you did have a sense of that. But also in another aspect, it was a movie, it just a movie set. And that I actually liked as well because I don't think that, you know, there should be any greater balance. I think that, you know, when you're collaborating, no matter who you're collaborating with, it's a team effort, you know. And one person may be the star or a couple people, but down to, like, the PAs, you know, you're a full-on team, and you are all working together for the common good or the common good of your, the story that you're telling, you know? And so it was really a blast to be able to sit there with all these women and, like, you know, talk about these awesome stunts that we're doing or these fight scenes, and, and we definitely bonded over it. And I think that um, the set was handled very well by the crew and by the producers. And it had a wonderful um, camaraderie between us all, whether we were shooting, whether we were breaking. Um, so I think it was just balanced very well. That's awesome. That, that's awesome to hear. I, I like hearing balanced uh, sets and people who respect each other and great times. Tell me, what what can we expect from you in the future? What's coming up next? Um, well, I am looking over a few new scripts, um, some really promising work. Uh, it's really lovely when you do get sent a script, um, you know, straight to you and you get to look at it and read it and right. see this amazing writing that's coming out of Hollywood. And I, I totally believe that, you know, it starts with writing and I hope that young people are writing and they will be the next, you know, screenwriters and, it's exciting because I, I, I want good writing, you know? And so to be yes. at what I consider kind of my beginning to be reading these awesome scripts. So um, you, right. I, I don't want to give away anything, but you'll definitely see me in a little bit more with these things that I'm, these upcoming secretive projects that I have, as well as just doing my rounds commercially, um, always looking for an opportunity to be able to, you know, showcase on my talent and stuff like that. So, I'm really excited for the future. I feel like I'm just beginning and I have a lot to to do, I have a lot to say, and it's just exciting that people are, you know, wanting to listen. That's awesome. 
Uh, you know, you have a very positive attitude. You know, the one, the one thing that made me laugh was uh, Lauren sent me a, a, a voice memo of a lot of pronunciations of your names because I heard somebody butchered your guys' names. Please tell everybody <laughs> how to pronounce your name. This is not hard. Uh, no, it's not, but it's confusing. So my, my name is Mara Fairclough. And yeah? it's funny okay. that you say that because I have my whole life, I mean, I've gotten the funniest. I've gotten everything from Mary to this one time where I was called Mirage. And at this point, I almost just answer to any name that starts with an M. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Yes, that's me. Marvick Cloud was not a difficult name to get. It's, it's incredible to me. So tell me, how, we all want to know who you are. We want to get to know you. We want to find out where you are. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, every, how do how absolutely, do we get Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Facebook, it's Mara Fairclough. Um, on Twitter, it's the same. On Instagram, it's M Fairclough. And you can also look me up. All those links are on my website, www.marafairclough.com. And you can just check out all my stuff. I update all the time, and I would love to hear from people. And obviously, the more support, the more love is greatly appreciated. That's awesome. Marfa Klaus, thank you so much for being on today. The movie was quite a pleasure. Your personality is, is fantastic. We can't wait to see more things coming from you and uh, more positive coming from your life. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast, and I'm looking forward to the future. Thank you, Mara. Have a great weekend. That was Mara Faiklau. What a great person there. All right, we're going to put on a little reggae. Everybody loves reggae. If you don't like reggae, give me a call at 657-383-1444, and I'll make sure to hang up on you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just give me a call. 657-383-1444. And, Mara, I'm so sorry for, like, kind of cutting you off right there. Uh, we have a pretty tight show on today, and people are jumping on. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. We're going to listen to a little bit of uh, reggae and bring on Elizabeth Peterson. Who doesn't love reggae, right? If you love or do not love reggae, give me a call. We have the girls, the women, and the writer and director of Avengers Grimm, Lauren Parkinson, Casper Van Dien, Mara Fairclough, Elizabeth Peterson, Mylon Sarley, and Jeremy Inman. All coming on now. Let's bring in the fantastic, the amazing, Liz. Hello, Liz. How are you doing? 
doing very well. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much for being on today. Of course. I'm excited. Nervous, but excited. (laughs) Has anybody ever said that your picture looks a little bit like Olivia Munn? You know, I have gotten that before, and I don't believe it, but I'll happily take it. (laughs) Olivia Munn is quite a beautiful woman, and you look a little bit like Olivia Munn. Trust me. So I will take the movie. <laughs> I would too. Somebody called me somebody, uh, an actor who I didn't think was fairly good looking, and I'm like, I'll, I'll take that one right there. I'll take it. Yeah. So yeah, keep it. So you, keep it going, please. You you play Little Red Riding Hood in this film. Uh, how did you prepare for this film? You know, how did you how did you get into character? Before we get into that, how did you get the part for the film? Um, I submitted myself to the project um, on a casting site online. And it was interesting. I actually tried to get out of the first audition because I had another work thing come up. Um, and I like, I emailed uh, the casting director, and I was like, you know, I really apologize. I'm not able to make the time. You know, if there's anything, you know, if there's another time slot I can come in, let me know, thinking they would just say, like, okay, thank you, goodbye. Um right. And he actually got back to me and said, well, can you come in the next day? And I could. So what? I did. <laughs> and I went Uh-oh. in and read for um, – I actually read for a different role. I read for Jessica. And he asked me to uh, take some time to look at the sides for Red and do a cold read. Um, mm-hmm. And that character I actually could relate to pretty quickly because she was just, like, very dry humor snarky, kind of like in a bad attitude, and I can relate to that most days. Mm. So um, that <laughs> cold easy to get into. Um, and so I did that, and then I got a call back, and then I got the call. Wow. Well, that's, yeah. all, that's like a dream come true right there. Hey, when you got that call saying you, you, you got the part, was this your first, like, a release, your first, like, hey, you got the part on, on a phone call, or is this one of many in your life? Um, I definitely wouldn't say it's one of many. I would love to one day, you know, be able to say that. Um, but I definitely like, I guess when I, when I submit myself to projects, I, I, um, I don't try to set my heart too much on them, you know, because there are so many auditions and casting calls and whatever. So regardless of what I think the project is going to turn out to be, when I get that call, it's so exciting. Cause it's like, wow, I, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing something that I want to be my career for the rest of my life. Um, right. So, no, it, it's definitely, like, even if one day it does become one of many, I think whenever I get that call, I will be so, so happy that my work paid off. Right. Yeah, I mean, them rearranging the schedule of of, of the of your, um, of your audition is akin to, oh. you know, a very good-looking date saying that they'll reschedule the date for you, which is kind of insane. Because most people would say, Good luck to you. Thanks a lot. What, what did you right. think when they when they right? I mean, that's kind of insane yeah. to me when when you just said that. How did you feel like when you went in the next day and you did the audition? Did you already feel like they had an interest in you from the beginning? No, you know, no. I was just like, wow, they're really nice to accommodate. You know, <laughs> that's what you uh, thought. Yeah, well, and I don't know because I got I got called in for one role and then. Then they rescheduled me, and then when I got to that to that audition, then they asked me to read for Red, which was a different role. So I guess in that in my mind, I walked out being like, 
neither of us know what we want, maybe. Like, maybe they don't know what they want because, you know, I got asked to do a different role. So, yeah, that thought of, like, maybe I'm special did not come into my head at all. <laughs> right. Right. So you you do a lot of physical things in this film, and mm-hmm. it was going to require some mental and physical action work, a lot like Alias or, or, or Dollhouse or Buffy. What did you do to physically physically prepare? I'm seeing you hanging on wires. I, you can't physically prepare for that. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, what I don't think you physically prepared either. <laughs> right. So what was your physical preparation for that? Well, I just like in life, I keep a pretty active lifestyle, so I do try um, to do some sort of workout every day. Um, I recently started doing power lifting with a personal trainer, um, and she's a body uh-huh. lifter, and we, yeah, and there are differences between the two, I learned, um, and so I've been doing that most days, just training my body, because I, I want to be that actress that can do the stunts, that can do the fight choreography, um, and so I just kind of continue on that as well, and I have some training from my uh, college experience in stage combat, and so I just try to keep that practice up as much as I can. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so and I also, you... I mean, I had, sorry, I had a, I had a, a great stunt coordinator and um, stunt double that helped me with everything every day, so uh, that was definitely helpful. What was the What was the stunt double's name? Do you remember their name? I'm sorry. You remember your stunt double's name? Natalie. Natalie. Yeah. Yeah. I put you on the spot. I put you on the spot. I know. I have been in so long. That was I know. I'm such a bastard. I know. Well, the person that hang there for left for like an hour for you. It's like my crotch is hurting. I know. Well, it actually um they they made it super super tight. So my my crotch was hurting while I was walking to the ropes. But then once I was on the wires, it was fine. I was watching the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I, I really love that show. And uh, at, at the end, uh, there's a character named Titus Andromedon that has to wear that lift. And the first thing everybody always says when they get lifted is my crotch. <laughs> yeah. And I've always wanted yeah. to be, I've always wanted to be one of those things. And that just scares me to death just to hear that concept. Like, wait, hold on, what, what's hurting? Forget that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's definitely it's super tight. I was walking out like you know. I had, well, something in between my legs, but I definitely had that. They were strapped tight, so. <laughs> not so uh, Avengers Grimm comes. Hi. No, not your comfort zone right there, right? Nobody look at me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> As I waddle to set. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so you get you get Avengers Grimm, and, and you and you get this awesome part of Little, Little Red Riding Hood, and people are obviously taking notice of it. Uh, your career is moving forward. What's what's coming next for you? What's what's flashing in your face right now as as things are pushing along? I am actually this coming up week is going to be really busy for me. Um, I have a few final callbacks for some feature films that are coming up. So um, I hate to talk about them because I hate to jinx them, but that would be really awesome if I got those projects. Um, We're hoping for and- you. Yeah, and I actually got contacted um, from or by a few people after Avengers Grimm, after seeing it, um, to possibly be on projects for them. Um, other like sort of fantasy, 
supernatural um, type project, which would be so cool. That's we'll awesome. We'll see. That is. Yeah, that's I mean, awesome. I'm in the hustle phase. <laughs> so, is this is this your your? I mean, I, I can look at your IMDb anytime, but is this is this your first huge role, first big role, or is this your first role leading into other roles? What was this experience? How is this experience different than your other experiences? I know you've been in Halloween Hell and Not Kings and Ladies Like Us, and these have been TV series as well, short stories. Um, and you're all, you're going into Devil's Night where you play Anna as well or Anna. Uh, how was this? How was Avengers Grimm any different than any of these other projects that you did? Um, the main thing that I can think of is for one is that it was uh, very quick. Everything was fast paced. It was in two weeks. It was um, pretty rigorous schedule wise, uh, all day, most days for two weeks. So that was um, kind of crazy. And that we filmed it so quickly, and it came out so quickly. Um, right. Another thing it was different for me is that it was one of the first roles that I um, have done so far here on film in LA that was not easy, but it, it was it was easier to like just kind of slip into, I guess. Like it was just um, it was my real like first experience of experiences of just being like feeling so free and comfortable in a role. Um, that was also so fun. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. The, the movie, the movie was really. I really, I really enjoyed the film. And like I told Lauren, I, I didn't want to have you guys on without having watched the movie. So I, I watched it way really? earlier on when it first came out, and I saw it three times back to back last night, which which which, which was a little insane. I'll, I'll be honest with you. No, I know. Good lord. But I. But, but I very much, I very much enjoyed the film. Tell me, every, everybody wants to look you up right now. That's what, that's the most comments I'm getting right now from, from each one of you is they want to know who you guys are, how they can contact you, where to find you. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the entire deal. How, how can we contact you? You know, I have a Facebook, an Instagram, and a Twitter, and I and I use wow. all three. Um, <laughs> yeah. So hey, there you go. I'm I'm accessible. You can Google me. Um, but I, well, yeah, I don't know if I'm one of the first people to show up when you Google me, but, <laughs> um, okay. um, but yes, and I was also, last night, I actually just, like, started creating um, a Facebook, like, professional page, so maybe I'll get that up nice. and running, but I actually have something um, more legitimate. Yeah, let's get a professional page up there, that way people don't have to send you private messages and, and bug the heck out yeah, of you, because... Thank you. Know, you. Yeah, yeah I, um, I'm actually, I, I take, like, Facebook and my online um, presence pretty seriously. Like, I want, you know, it's my yes. personal Facebook page. I want to be people I actually know. Yes. Um, yeah. You, so you ladies figured, are going to be superstars in, like, three seconds. So I, I would start protecting uh, myself now. <laughs> yeah. I'm counting on <laughs> Awesome. So, we're, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on today. We're we're all going to try to watch your films, put in contact with you, watch your career. And we would love to have you, all you girls, back on the show again. They are individual projects as well as what you're doing for your future. Uh, thank you so much for being on today. It was, it was quite a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you. I had fun. Thank you, Elizabeth. That's Elizabeth Peterson. Thank you so much for being on today. Boys and girls, we got a, we got a big show today. Again, like I said... Uh, we have a lot of guests coming on. Uh, the next guest we're going to have is 
Mylon Charlie, we're going to wait a couple seconds for her to come on. In the meantime, listen reggae. If you don't like reggae, I don't know what to tell you. Gotta love reggae. This has turned into a great show. I, I love the show today. So we got the great Mylon Tarley. Hello, Mylon Tarley. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? Fantastic. I, I don't know how anybody in the world could have had a problem with your name, but your name is awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mylon, I, I love your picture on on on, uh, on IMDb. That, that is certainly an awesome pic. But I also <laughs> did not know you're part of Team Unicorn. Team Unicorn is, is I, awesome, by the way. Thank you so much. Yeah, we created that. Oh my goodness, I think five and a half years ago now. Wow. Yeah, I, I've always, yeah. always. When Lauren Parkinson said, "Yeah, she's part of Team Unicorn," I'm like, "What was that again?" <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, uh, the brothers uh, Avengers Grimm. So you're playing Cinderella. That that is such a yeah. uh, such a, an important character, especially since there's a movie out right now and there's so many things going on with Cinderella. Uh, tell me, how did you feel playing Cinderella, and and how did you get this part? Uh, I was I was actually really excited to play Cinderella. Um, it was funny because Avengers Grimm came out, I think, a week before the Disney Cinderella movie. And obviously, like, traditionally, Cinderella is this blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl. So to kind of change it up, and I'm, I'm multiracial. I'm half Asian and half Caucasian, and I have very long, bright blue, violet hair. It was fun to get to be, like, a different sort of new, unique, updated version of Cinderella. Right. That's exactly what you look like. I mean, I've never seen Cinderella look like that before, so it took me kind of a couple seconds, and I'm like, that is awesome. See, that's different, yeah. and that is awesome. 
it's fun. And you know, like Avengers is a, a very different kind of movie. It's not your normal fairy tale princess movie. Oh, it's, um, it's not. And the way, it's more, it's more in the, Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, oh, and please. the way um, Team Unicorn, at least me and Rylea from Team Unicorn, got involved is we had actually met with Asylum. Team Unicorn had met with Asylum before, and uh, they had pitched to us. We are actually in another movie coming out, um, Mecha Shark 4. We did a little cameo, all of us, um, me, Rylea Vanderbilt, Allison Hayslip, Claire Grant from Team Unicorn um, oh. did a little cameo in that, and they had pitched us that, and then they had actually pitched us a full-length feature of of us starring in it. And one of the pitches was this this ass-kicking fairy tale princess movie that didn't have a name yet. And the second they said it, right. all of our eyes lit up, and we're like, "Yes, yes, that <laughs> is the one." That's awesome. I I, I loved the last episode all about the base. I, I, yeah. First of all, I love that song. Um, were you gonna say? Oh no, no, I didn't was gonna say anything. For Team Unicorn, I, I was telling you how much I, I you know, cause I I did not know you're part of Team Unicorn. It was, it was such, it's such yeah, no, an no, no, awesome. No, I, I but uh, anyway, but you're saying why you love that song? Yeah, I, I, well, you know, I actually did not know the episode was called that until I saw it on your IMDb, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was it important for you guys, and in, in, in before we get to the other part, in Team Unicorn, to make things um, uh, based on, on on pop culture today, or or was it something different in your mind? So Team Unicorn sort of evolved. It, it was never like a planned or set out thing. It it evolved actually out of a natural friendship that me, Claire, Rylia, and um, the original member, uh, Michelle Boyd, had. And I, Michelle and I were coming back from the beach one day, and I had started vlogging on YouTube and just making videos, and I thought it was fun to make my own content. And Katy Perry's Geek and Deeper Girls came on the radio, and I looked at Michelle right. and was like, oh, my God, you know, we should write a parody song. Or Katy Perry's California Girls came on the radio. I was like, we should write a parody to this, and it should be about how we're geeks and gamers. And so then I, I remember calling... Right, yeah, I mean, like, hey, are you interested in this? I was like, do you think Claire would be interested in doing this? And we all were super excited and started writing it. We wrote that song in like two, maybe three days together, and put <laughs> that video out with, within a month of us just wow. sort of like coming up with this great idea. Um, and from that, team, we need to come up with a with a a name for our, our pop band because we were releasing this parody pop video. So we came up with right. some unicorn. And even then, after the first video launched, we were so excited. It did so well. I, we hit a million views in less than in less than a week. Um, wow. I want to say that video was up to almost 4 million views altogether at this point uh, between YouTube wow. and um, Break.com. And, uh, and from there, we... In November, we were sort of like, we had a lot of fun putting that video out. Maybe we should do another one for Christmas. And that's when we did A Zombie Holiday, which is like a 1950s-style PSA about how to not let the zombie apocalypse ruin your Christmas. Right. And, and after we did A Zombie Holiday, we're like, this Team Unicorn thing is really fun. Like, do you guys, do you guys want to keep, like, just doing stuff together as Team Unicorn? And, and that's how Team Unicorn really, really was born. That is awesome. 
<laughs> so <laughs> what I understand is that Team Unicorn went into the film Avengers Grimm uh, to, to all basically part of the film, but one person dropped out, which which allowed another character to come in. Am I correct on that one? Uh, unfortunately, two girls had to drop out, um, both Claire, mm. Claire and Allison Hayslip, just due to scheduling conflicts at the time the film came up. It was sad. They were both, like, super, super sad. But unfortunately, like, yeah. it was unfortunate that they couldn't be a part of it. But the other two girls that we got, uh, Lauren Parkinson and Mara Faircloe, are, they couldn't have cast better. It, 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 it was sad to not have the other two girls, but the girls that we got, right. I, they were wonderful, and they were wonderful to work with on set. Well, you're used to working with a female Rat Pack. How, how is it like yeah. working with with a different group of the female Rat Pack as, as well? You have you have a new group and there's a new dynamic. How is it like working with with the new group? Um, so you would think you would think maybe like a set with like a bunch of girls, a bunch of women is just gonna be a freaking nightmare. But honestly, right, maybe. and I think what people don't understand is we shot this this film in in two weeks. <laughs> Which, for a movie of this proportion and this budget, that is insanity. Right. Um, so you you really think it's going to be this, like, crazy, crazy nightmare. And honestly, I have never had so much fun on set. Um, Lauren, who plays Red Riding, or not Lauren, I'm sorry. Um, oh, my God. Elizabeth, I'm sorry. Elizabeth yes. Peterson, that's, that's who uh, replaced Allison. Um, who plays Red Riding Hood. She's unfortunately, like, it, it was sad. Like, we love her, but she, a lot of her scenes are not with us. So we didn't see her a lot. Like, she'd be, she'd shoot her scenes earlier in the day, and then we'd be coming in, and uh, she'd be on her way out. Or we'd be shooting our scenes. Right. Like, me, I think me, Mara, and Rylea spent, <laughs> I feel bad for anyone who has to say all the names of the girls of this movie. But me, Rylea, and Mara, Mara Fairclough, who plays Sleeping Beauty, spent the most time together. And we, it's so funny, like, me and Mara are supposed to have this, like, mean relationship. But <laughs> we we became really good friends on that side. I love that girl. Mm. It was funny. I remember at one point, I think this was maybe day two, we are downstairs in the basement um, shooting a scene, and we're waiting for setup, and we're just singing Disney songs together before... <laughs> <laughs> Before we start rolling, I mean, like at the top of our lungs. <laughs> right, that's awesome. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a lot of work in this film, and it, it, you're so physical in this, in this in this movie. And you know, did you prepare for this film physically? I mean, did you have past experience? I I, I highly, I mean, you, you're obviously in a fighting stance in your in your pictures. I mean, do you have prior experience. I do. I used to be a competitive martial artist. Um, I used to compete regionally. I'm a secondary black belt. I used to teach, but I definitely haven't. I haven't trained regularly, you know, in the past couple of years. But um, you know, the I was definitely I was definitely ready to handle a lot of it physically. Um, one of the things that I was very lucky to have, because we were shooting so quickly, you know, it's not a lot of time to learn stunts and everything, but the girl that doubles me for some of the bigger stunts, Heidi Moneymaker, actually doubles Scarlett Johansson for the Avengers movie. I don't know how we wow. got her, but she is just freaking incredible. And she 
she definitely contributed to why I look like such a freaking badass in this movie. <laughs> she is she is the reason why I look like such a freaking badass in this movie. That is awesome. That that sounds like wo- woman power all the way around. Of course, you know now now in today's today's was it really? I mean, in today's media today, we, you know, it's really interesting when when you hear some dudes of the twenty twenty first century talk about women. It's, it's almost like we went back a thousand years. But then you hear ninety nine percent of men who who've grown up, and, and what we want to see is things like this. We, we all want to see the female character because uh, what I call it is the Ripley effect. When we first saw Ripley and yeah. Alien, we want we want to continually yeah. see that and like aliens. We want to see that in, uh, in in any other film that has like gravity that has a female archetype that brings them to that next level because it is different than man. Because when you look at the Count of Monte Cristo, you expect that dude to grow up and to get money and to get fortune and all this stuff, but you don't expect it almost from a woman like Clan of the Cave Bear. So when you're, pl- yeah, yeah. When you're playing this character, you know what I mean. So when you're playing this character in this film, does that ever enter your mind at all that that this is an aspect of this film or an aspect of the personality? of of females yeah, like in that's, cinema. That's one of the one of the reasons we were so excited to be about it, uh, be a part of the film, is because you know it's not this traditional like oh we're waiting for a prince to save us or you know like the traditional fairy tale. It's like hey you like little girls like you can be a princess and you can save yourself. And it was really exciting to get to like hey like this this asking version of like the Grimm's fairy tale princesses. It was. It was really exciting um, to have something different like that, and I think I think it's like uh, if if you're if you're not familiar with asylum films, asylum films are definitely known for um, being sort of like cult classic, a little like silly, a little over the top. But um, with Avengers Grimm, you know, we were all a little like nervous, like we're, you know, we didn't have the biggest budget in the world. We weren't quite sure what what was going to come out. But the movie that they made, I, I, I related a lot to Buffy. Like, if you watch the Buffy TV show from the 90s, I feel like it's got a lot of that, like, tongue-in-cheek humor. It's a little over the top, but, like, over the top in, like, all the right ways. And it's just, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun movie. That's awesome. Tell, tell me, we everybody's clamoring right now on, on how they can co- contact with you through Facebook, Instagram, and it, we love your personality. I, I I can hear you talk for another hour. Trust me. Uh, how can oh, we get in contact you. with you? How can we find you? Yeah, sure. So on on all of my social, on Facebook, like um, Instagram, Twitter, you can find me at Mylynn Sarley, M I L Y N N S A R L E Y. Nice, nice. And and Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You're on on all three of those programs. Awesome. We're going to get in touch with you. We want to get to know you very well. Uh, Mylon Charlie, so much. uh, Thank you so much for being. I almost screwed up your name right now. How do you like that? That's okay. I knew your name. (laughs) I almost almost screwed up your name, Mylon Charlie. How could anybody mess up that name? Thank you so much for being on today. You have such a pleasant and great personality. We look forward to seeing more of your projects in the future. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Thank you, Mylon. Have yourself a great weekend. You All right, too. boys and girls, okay. that's, the, that's a great Mylon Sarley right there. Thank you so much for being on. All right, we're going to play a little more reggae before we bring on uh, the great Casper Van Dien and Jeremy Inman. Here we go.
Well, boys and girls, I got a great, great thing for today. I got the great Cass Rendine. Cass Rendine is a... I've loved this guy forever. I, if you've ever seen Search of Troopers, this guy will be stuck in your brain forever. Sleepy Hollow, we can go down the road, but let's bring the, the gentleman on here. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for thank you so much for being on today. We're we're so happy to have you on. Um, well, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. So tell me. So we have Avengers Grimm, and I want to have you on for that. But before we get to that, uh, how many people a day walk up to you and mention any of the previous films you've ever been in, like uh, Star Trek Troopers or what have you? It's mainly Starship <laughs> Troopers, um, and uh, yeah. that's almost a, a daily occurrence. Um, and and uh, it's it's funny because that film is came out in 1997, and it, you know it, right. it's still played all the time. It was on last night actually. I was slipping through, and my kids were like, "Dad, that's you!" And I'm like, "Oh, yep, that's." <laughs> it was in the laser tag, and it's just like it seems to be on uh, often that film. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It is. I, I I grew up with you as a, as an actor, so I've seen you in ninety percent of the things you've been in your entire life. So you know, including you I'm know, so sorry. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be sorry. It was a good growing. It was a good growing. <laughs> I like Star Trek Super Three as well. I really enjoyed that film a great deal. I had a lot of fun doing that. That's uh, Ed Newmeyer was the writer director of that. He also wrote Starship Troopers and, and RoboCop. And he called me and said it was his directorial debut. And he said, "Please come back and do Starship Troopers three with me." And I said, "Yeah, of course." And uh, really? it was fun. Yeah, that is he's, fantastic. Uh, he's, he's one of my best friends. Whenever my wife can't go on uh, uh, to one of the events or something like that, or a movie screening or something like that, or uh, you know uh, any show like the Scream Awards or anything like that. When she isn't going because she's not really into some of the horror or you know just uh, she's not that she's just not into that kind of stuff. Um, when she doesn't right. go, Ed is usually my date. So <laughs> people usually go, "Oh, Catherine, Catherine's not coming." So you brought your other. So uh, Ed's just a really good friend, and I love him dearly. So I'm gonna throw. That is so awesome. I, you've been in so many things that we all just adore, and, and you're you're. Your IMDb is just blowing up with things that you're doing now and also doing for the future as well. You, you did take a, a, a short little break, it seemed, for a little a little while after uh, after Omega. Uh, I, I enjoyed that film as well. I went to theaters to go see that. To, I went there to support you. I actually knew nothing about that film. They had they had no real advertisements. Uh, what was it called? Omega Strain? What was it called? The, movie the, called? the Omega Code, yeah. It was, uh, the Omega the Code, that's right. Yeah. Um, it was I, you know, I did, I did, I did stuff after that. I was doing, uh, Aaron Spelling. I did an Aaron Spelling show and I did a couple mm-hmm. of films here and there. I mean, I, I have been working pretty consistent in different films and, and shows and just guest spots and just having fun. Uh, I've been very blessed. This is, you know, I have my family too. So I, 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 I go out and just, uh, you know, just, uh, just working and, doing the family thing and then uh i actually sure. directed uh, a, a film for asylum it was my first film it was sleeping beauty really? and jeremy inman was working on that um he was my dit guy over there in bulgaria and then he was w- editing another film i did a roger corman film i did and he thought i'd be perfect for his movie and so he brought me into uh um he brought me into avengers grim him and and uh and my producer for uh, for uh, Sleeping Beauty as well. They both uh, Dylan 
Dylan you Bach, did a Roger Corman film? I did a Roger Corman film, yeah. I, I did one Which called... Uh, it's uh, not out yet. It's, uh, oh, it's I got to call that. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's a it's a comedy of one of his films. It's Sharktopus. It was Sharktopus versus Mermantula. I think now it's gonna be Sharktopus versus something else. I'm not quite sure. Um, but uh, it was just uh, he Roger and I wanted to do something together for a long time, and my wife had yeah. done a film for him, and then she uh, she came and did this one too. So we we're we'll see what happens. That's amazing. You know, the one thing about you is I showed many people the picture of Avengers Grimm, and the one thing they noticed was you immediately. And, like, all the women were like, oh, that's Casper Van Dien. That's, that's, what they, that's what they all did. It was amazing to me. <laughs> that, that, that's so, uh, very nice of you to say. <laughs> so tell me, you, you, you got Avengers Grimm. You, you, you get the script. You, you obviously worked with Jeremy in the before. What, what brought you to this project? What was the interest? Well, my friend Dylan Vox, who was a producer of Sleeping Beauty, is the one that uh, sent me the script, and it was the night before I was doing this film in Detroit, working uh, with Adrian Barbeau and uh, Sean Mayer, uh, uh, Sean Mayer from uh, Firefly and Serenity, um, and Adrian Barbeau from The Swamp Thing and and uh, uh, and The Fog, and uh, we're we're doing this film and. It's late at night, wow. and I'm gonna be flying back the next day. And he sent me the script. He goes, "I need you on. A, I need you to work tomorrow." And I'm like, "I'm in Detroit. I'm flying back tomorrow." He goes, "What time? We'll push your call." And I had to read the phone. I had to read the script on my phone on set because I couldn't get back to the hotel to get my computer. In between takes, I was reading the script. And he's like, "You just gotta read it. Trust me. You gotta read this. You should be doing this." So uh, it was a last last minute deal. I read it, and he's like, you know, I can't believe nobody off- made this offer to you. We wanted you from the beginning, but we need you. We need you. Lou Ferrigno's in this. And, uh, you're gonna beat up a whole bunch of princesses. I'm like, yeah. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> so <laughs> I I read it, and uh, and he goes, and Jeremy wrote it, and I went, wow, Jeremy's he's an incredible writer. And uh, I, I think he's just a, I think he's a, a very talented man. And then he put together these, these wonderfully sweet girls who were just incredible to work with. And, and Lou Ferrigno and the whole team. I just loved it. I had a blast. That's awesome. Hey, what, was the, what was the energy like when you, when you show up on set? I mean, everybody obviously knows who you are. This is a different kind of level for, for a lot of people. How does it feel to be part of that, that environment? And, and do you feel like you have an obligation to almost set the pace or the tone of the set since you have such, so much experience? Uh, well, these, uh, these kind of movies, you, ha- you have to come in prepared and, and do your job. I mean, they're, 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 uh, they're really rough and tumble shoots and everything like that. But he, you know, uh, my, my buddy, uh, Dylan Vox, he, he does a lot of these films for them and he's, he's always prepared. He's a really sharp cat and he knows what he's doing. So he's, he gets it down to a T and he's, uh, he's pretty amazing to work with. And if I ever, I'm in a crunch where I need to do a film and it's gotta be, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough, a tough shoot. He's somebody I'd want on my team. Cause he's just, uh, He's that kind of guy. He's a great producer. He's a great line producer. He's a great producer and, and just an all-around good guy. And Jeremy is just so talented. Um, this was his directorial debut, and he helped me out of mind, and I could see the wealth of talent that he had during that. And then just reading his script, I went, he's really a good writer. He's uh, This is funny, and I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. And 
and then I get to go in there and play. And he was a lot of fun to work with off of that. And I had uh, had a lot of fun chewing up sceneries with uh, these uh, these girls and just being this this character in a fairy tale land brought into reality, into the real world, right. which was fun. Well, what's interesting is that what I'm hearing a lot from you is the enjoyment, the personalities. Uh, what you got from people, instead of the money or the fame or the fortune, any of that junk, you're more or less talking about you like this person, you read it, you were happy that they were good writers because if they weren't, what are you going to say? Is Does that play a part when you pick a role that the people are good people, that you enjoy working with them, that it's part of that well, project? I, Life is too short not to, of course. But also, you know, in reality, people can go, well, why'd you do that film and stuff like that? I mean, this is still my job. It's still what I do for a living, and I have a family to support, and and uh, you know, I I uh, I have a job to do. Every time I come in, it's it's something I I have to do. This is is my job, and I take it very seriously like that. But but I've been doing this for 27 years. But that being said, when you get something that's really well written and you're around good people, it, it makes life a lot more fun and enjoyable. And and let's be honest, this is I'm doing exactly what I want to do in my life. I'm I'm working as an actor. I'm a working actor, and and for me, I'm thrilled to be a part of that and to be a part of a the, the thing what you get with an asylum picture. And people can give you different um, different uh, uh, opinions of asylum films or stuff like that. But the, the the real joy about working on an asylum film is that everybody on it really wants to be making movies. They're excited. A lot of times there's these young guys and young young women, young filmmakers that are, are just really want to make a film and they're really excited to be there and they're thrilled to have you on it and you know, especially if you've done any kind of films, they're they're like all of a sudden they're you know they're like, Oh my god, I saw you in Starship or Sleepy Hollow or you were Tarzan or oh my god, you're playing Johnny Cage right now and you know, they get just that kind of stuff is always you you, you get um it's a thrill. And for me, I'm like, oh, my God, yes, I love that. I love to be a part of that. And I love to be, you know, <laughs> so I love being parts. I, I love, you know, I love doing this. And it's just uh, I'm still getting paid to do it. And it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I, I just have, I'm having way too much fun, so uh, uh, which is a good thing. So I hope it keeps right. going on. Don't tell anybody that I'm, you know, that, that, I, that I don't know what I'm doing. And they're, they're just, <laughs> they, they keep hiring me anyhow. Where somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, I would hire you fifty thousand times over. You're you're a fantastic actor. You're, you're really a light when it. we see you in such a film. I'm telling well, you, I appreciate uh, my, it. I had a lot of fun in this film. This was a good character. Oh yeah, you know you you play it up too. I, I love bad guys. You 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 ham it up very very well. I very much enjoy it. Tell me, how did it feel like acting in the, in that kind of makeup? Was it, was it harsh on you? Um, uh, no, were you it wasn't. Used to it, uh, you know, it just uh, it wasn't it wasn't so bad. You know, they just make you look a little uh, uh, more messed up, I guess. So it wasn't too bad. <laughs> right. It wasn't too bad for me. Um, I've been I've been in worse. So um, yeah. You know, Lou had the he had the the harder part. So uh, getting all painted <laughs> up like that that's a lot more. I would think Lou Ferrigno is pretty much used to being made up and made up in pain for the rest of his life now. That poor yeah. guy. Oh, he's a good guy. <laughs> oh, I love that guy. How was it like working with Lou Ferrigno? Because it's very interesting to know that on an Avengers Grimm film, the original Avengers being the Hulk is in the film as well, almost like a parallel him. 
it, it, it is fantastic. Uh, and I met Lou many years ago at Dodger Stadium. We were doing a charity event, and and uh, they sat they sat me next to him, and he goes, Gaspar, uh, uh, I'm a huge fan, and I, and I said, he goes, I'm a really big fan. And it's nice to meet you, and I go, you're the biggest. Because he's huge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's, it's like he's like you're the biggest. I go, yep. I'm not gonna argue on that one, buddy. I go, thank you. I'm here. I'm like I'm the biggest fan of him. You know, I'm like fanboying it, fanboying out. But he's saying that to me. And it was like the most hysterical thing in the world because his arms are bigger than my entire body. So <laughs> his arms pass for our legs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, more, more, more than our legs. He's huge. More. Both of our legs yeah. together. Yeah, he's a big guy. Well, you know, I could, I could, I could literally have you on for 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 three hours and talk to you about your entire career, which 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 is what I would love to do in the future. But you know, while we're here and we have a short amount of time, everybody knows you, the great Casper Van Dien. But if you want them to contact you, if you want them to see your work, how can we find you? How can we look you up and know what you're going to do next? Casper uh, Van Dien on Instagram, Casper Van Dien on Twitter, Casper Van Dien on Facebook. They're all me, um, and they're all my name, and uh, and that's how you can get me. And I run. I, I nobody agree. else. No, nobody else runs them. So it's just me. You run your. You run your own sites. I am. I'm on my own sites. So I just put, <laughs> I put up pictures from movie sets and 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 just take that. Uh, yeah, I got a. Uh, I worked with Danielle Harris uh, many years ago, and she goes, "Why aren't you on?" Uh, Twitter and Instagram, and I'm like, I don't know. And so she like made up my, uh, she made me sign up on it four years ago, and so now I'm, I'm on those. Um, I was on Facebook, but not really so much. But now I am a lot, and I'm really enjoying it. And I tweet during live show, shows of uh, when they air on different networks, and I have a lot of fun with it. And the fans are awesome. So that's awesome. Well, we we all love you, and we can't wait to see you in more stuff. Uh, like I said, Starship Troopers is always going to be stuck in my brain as being one of my one of my favorite movies, and and you being one of my favorite pop culture characters of 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 my of my life. So I greatly well, appreciate thrilled. you being that part. Well, thank you. And and if you're on if you're on any of those sites, follow me. I'll follow you back, and I'll I'll repost this if this goes out again. I don't know if it if this is just live, right? It's live and, and and it's tagged, so people can download it as much as possible. We got a gigantic crowd listening to you guys right now, and I, my whole thing is blowing up with people wanting to ask you questions and going crazy. But I have the director and another actress on the line right now, getting ready to give their interview as well. So okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to go with that. But thank you so much for being on, Casper, and you're yeah. such a joy to listen to. Everybody, the great Casper Van Dien, thank you so much for being on here, sir. Hey, thank you. Po- post it to me, and I'll retweet it and repost it and all that too. Okay. Absolutely, sir. Have yourself a great, oh, you. great weekend. God bless. You too. Bye. Thank you. All right. That's great. That's great. Great, great. That was a pleasure. All right. Let's listen to a little more reggae before we close out our show. We're going to bring on uh, uh, two other characters. Let's see about that one.
Who in the world doesn't like reggae? Call us up, 657-383-1444. We just had the amazing, the fantastic Casper Van Dien. Now let's bring on Rylea Vanderbilt. Rylea Vanderbilt. <laughs> Rylea, how are you doing? Man? Hi, guys. I'm doing well. Hey. How are you? Good, thank you. I, did I say your name right? Yes, it's pronounced Rylea. Um, people close to me call me Riley, oh. though, for short, because two syllables, so much easier than three, apparently. So, so it's Rylea. <laughs> oh, it's Rylea. Rylea, Riley for short. So it's like Riley. Uh, yeah, so yeah. my niece. It's my niece's name. All right. Yeah. So there you go. I actually did not. Thank you so much for calling in today. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So, so, so you're part of Team Unicorn as well. That's that, that's fantastic. <laughs> I am. That's true. I'm getting slapped in the face with a bunch of, uh, didn't you know that today? <laughs> when you play Rapunzel in Avengers Grimm, which is amazing because you have a, you have a ball in the, in the, the plate of your hair. How did you, how yes. did you, how did you get part of this project and, and how do you feel about it? Well, you know, um, Team Unicorn, um, which is the production company that I'm part of with Mylon Farley, who's also in the movie, um, you know, we've we've done a lot of stuff um, in the geek and genre-centric um, community, I guess. And, uh, you know, the guys at Asylum have been wanting to do something with us for a while. And uh, we went in for a meeting initially, and they're like, we'd love to get you into something. And uh, they're like, do you guys have any ideas? And we were like, well, you know, one of these ideas is like this fairy tale thing. And they're like, so funny you should mention that because one of the movies that we're in pre-production on is basically a whole Grimm's fairy tale thing and you guys would be perfect for it. So it was just kind of good timing and I guess, you know, already kind of having a following in um, that genre of like nerdy, geeky, fantasy-based stuff um, kind of worked in our favor. Um, but yeah, um, it, it was just it was just kind of great timing, I guess. That's fantastic. And did you yourself yeah. send in a video as well as the other girls did? No, um, we didn't. We didn't send in any video. Um, like I said, we had previously had a meeting with the guys at Asylum, um, just trying to figure out like what uh, would be a good fit for us, and um, and they kind of came up with that. So we kind of were. I guess, um, thought of as cast members kind of before they started the casting. Um, right. So they kind of came to us first, which was great, um, unexpected and awesome. So <laughs> thank you, Asylum. <laughs> you know, we, we unfortunately don't have a lot of time together, and, and that's really unfortunate because I really want to talk to you about your Wonder Woman short film. Oh, yeah. A great deal. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Wonder Woman is an awesome character. That's number one. Number two is you mm-hmm. play her awesomely. And, thank you. Uh, thank would, you so much. I would, I would love to see you as Wonder Woman uh, personally. You, 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 I mean, you beat the you beat the crap out of that character. How, yeah, how was it like you. playing? Oh my how gosh! Like um, well, you know, it's funny. You talk to my mom, and she'll tell you ever since I was a little girl, like Wonder Woman was definitely one of my heroes, and um, I've basically just wanted to be her all my life. So. When that opportunity kind of presented itself to me, I immediately jumped on it. And um, it's such a weird thing. I remember the final costume fitting where basically they just um, they just try out the costume on you and make sure all the parts fit and everything's, you know, where it needs to be. And um, it was crazy because I actually teared up seeing myself in the mirror as that character because it was just so wow. surreal to me that, 
um, I actually got to play, you know, one of my heroes. Um, and then, right. you know, the fact that Rainfall Films did such an amazing job on it. Like, it was everything yes. I could have hoped for. Because I was so worried because, you know, the fans for that character especially are um, diehard oh, fans. I mean, it, yeah. they will destroy you if it's not done well. So, you know, we, yeah. um, in the pre-production process, like, we went over a lot of different things. And I found out that the director and his wife, who helped kind of create the um, – um, the costume, they were such avid Wonder Woman yeah. fans. So I felt like I was in really good hands with them. Um, and then to see it all come together and then the get, to get the response that we got, uh, which was yeah. so incredible. I still get um, texts and tweets from people being like, you know, it should really be you in the new movie. Yes. <laughs> and, um, I know. That, that's what you think of as a beautiful woman. When, when I look at your like right yeah. arm and I see those veins coming up right before your bicep, I think now this yeah. is the, this is what a beautiful woman looks like. She'll crush Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I um I worked out for I only had a little bit of time to work out. I think it was ten weeks, twelve weeks to get into shape. So I didn't have yeah. enough time to get super super muscular. But I felt like I definitely got uh, partially, pretty huge here. Partially the way that, but you know. Yes. It was. You know, it was really, you know, awesome. really interesting. It, I want to get your take on this because this is going to be really geeky, really geeky. But <laughs> okay. in, in, going back in history with Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman has always had a love affair with Batman. And one of the reasons why was she always she always respected the fact that he didn't have any powers, but he always worked mm -hmm. for the greater good. But in the newer yeah. comic books, she has a love affair with Superman, which makes her look kind of, <laughs> to me, kind of dumb because now she's going just going out with a guy who's strong. So it's, yeah. it's one of those things of, if, if you were Wonder Woman – who would you pick? Now, oh that's, the geekiest well, that's the geekiest question I've ever asked, and I'm glad I got that on air. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. Um, I have always been a diehard Batman fan, so if I was yeah. Wonder Woman, I would definitely pick Batman. He's dark. He's mysterious. You know, he's, he's, got, he's got parent issues. He's perfect. Yes. Um, yes. Not really, but, um, but yeah, he's just, he's so great. I love him, and I think him and Wonder Woman should be together forever. I love you, and I want you to be in every Wonder Woman movie in the future. I love that attitude. Me too. Thank you. <laughs> so let's talk about your movie here, Avengers Grimm. I, I love this film. I, like I said, I, I, I watched it three times in a row last night, minus the fact that I watched what? it previously. I, I didn't want to be one of those people that didn't watch the movie and then compliment you on something they didn't watch. No, I watched it three right. times. I, I really enjoyed the film. Tell me, did you do anything to prepare prepare for this film, or did you just go in with like like your busting attitude and just bust through it? Well, you know, um, the thing is, is what I really loved about this script that Jeremy wrote was none of us were damsel in distress. We weren't, you know, we all were very strong women. Um, the characters were. Um, so for me, you know, I basically took what I had, I've learned from like other um, roles that I've done that have been strong. Like for instance, the Wonder Woman, you know, um, and some there's there's been a couple other things where I was in like Hatchet as a um, I was a SWAT member, you know, so I wasn't the damsel in distress there either. Um, and so there was like there was like parts that I took from other characters that I've played and kind of put it into this um, to just, you know, give it again, that kick-ass um, kind of woman feel to the whole part. So that that's basically the only preparation I would say is going back to those roles and kind of cherry picking some of the stuff from that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just really love the fact that we just all 
got to be the action heroes and not the not the damsels in distress, which was great. Was that something that was in your mind, especially considering the fact that you played Wonder Woman and you're looking at these really strong female archetypes? Did you yeah. did you put that consciously in your mind as you played this character as well? Is that I I, I don't no longer play want to play these characters of damsels in distress, but nor nor do I think I look good doing it. Let's be honest. <laughs> Um, you know, it, it, different different um, scripts call for different parts, and um, I definitely have nothing against damsels in distress. Um, but it was, this was a great take on fairy tales, where you know that is basically the case in most fairy tales: is the prince comes and rescues the princess. Well, in this, you know, we weren't we weren't in need of rescue; we were doing the rescuing. Um, you know, and and I think that that's great to be able to show to younger generations is that, you know, you can love princesses. I love princesses. I've always wanted to play a princess. But at the same time, you know, you can be strong. You can be independent. Um, you don't need somebody to save you. And um, so that really resonated with me. And I, I'm glad that Jeremy wrote those characters the way he wrote them. And so tell me, when you're reading Jeremy Inman's script there, did you did you get a sense that this person was following like the Joss Whedon J.J. Abrams format where women were the, the focus but not necessarily pointed out as being women? Um, you know, I guess I I never really thought of it that way then. Um, but now I guess yeah, I really like the fact that he didn't write he didn't write women as women. He wrote he wrote the parts as they could be played by a you know a guy or a girl. Um, female or male. Um, he didn't just put in a whole bunch of like fufara just because it was, you know, a female-centric part, um, which I really enjoyed um, because I don't feel like you have to write to the genders necessarily. I think you can just write a really good script um, and, you know, and fit whoever you want into it. It doesn't have to be catered one way or the other. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, in, in you know, I, I really love your attitude. I, I can talk Oh, I'm sitting here going, I, I, I'm running out of time, and, and I want to talk to you longer <laughs> about different things. And and I'm <laughs> because so, you, you've you've been in a, in a bunch of movies that I've actually watched before, a bunch of them, and I I, I oh, love awesome. I love the horror genre a lot. Oh, and, awesome! Uh, yeah, those are fun. <laughs> I love, we have to, we have to we have to have you girls and, and the girls from Team Unicorn on very soon. I want to hear everything oh, about you. Awesome. By the way. Just so, you, just so you have that stuck in your brain, your Wonder Woman was one of the quintessential films of fan fiction for, for Wonder Woman. Uh, just a great oh, film. thank you so much. I, we also you know, love like Avengers Grimm. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, I, I feel honored that people think that with the Wonder Woman thing um, because, you know, it's she's a hero of mine, so I want them to do her justice, so. She's an important character to a lot of people because as being yeah. the woman who's in the middle of the three that created the Justice League, she she is yep. the the woman of the entire group, and she's fantastic. <laughs> so she play, you played her magnificently. Anyways, we love the Avengers, Grimm. We we can't wait to see more projects from you. How can we get in touch with you? How can, how, how can we find you? Um, on uh, Twitter, it's just my first name, which is R-I-L-E-A-H. And then on Instagram and Facebook, it's my full name. It's Rylea Vanderbilt, R-I-L-E-A-H-V-A-N-D-E-R-B-I-L-T. Nice. Riley Vanderbilt, we very much enjoy you being on the show today. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. And thank you very much for your projects. We very much are enjoying them right now. Well, thank you for having me on, and um, yeah, I'll keep you posted on... Thank you so much. Have yourself a great weekend. 
Thank you, you too. All right, guys, that's a great radio right there. We're going to bring on the director very soon. Unfortunately, he's the one getting pushed back a little bit further. Let's take a little second to listen to some uh, reggae and then bring him on. All right, we've been waiting long enough. Let's bring on the great Jeremy Inman, the writer and director of Avengers Grimm. This is Jeremy Inman. Hey there. Hey, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. So, so tell me everything Avengers Grimm. What a great concept. What a great film. Like I, like I said to the girls, I binge-watched it last night three times in a row, minus the time that I watched <laughs> before. Uh, I didn't want to be one of those jerks who didn't watch your film and then compliment you on something that I didn't watch. But it, oh, well, I very much me about this, that. Oh, absolutely. Well, what, what struck me about this film was that it did remind me a lot of Japanese animation where you're, you're basically taking an, an American theme and then wrapping around a different world like Avengers Harry Potter or Avengers, you know, Sailor Moon. How did you come with yeah, Avengers Grimm? <laughs> Right. There's a lot of uh, cross-pollination uh, in there, and that's right. just how the asylum likes to do stuff. Um, their their pitch to me when they brought me onto the project was uh, just the title. They said, uh, we got this project. It's, uh, it's called Avengers Grimm. They hadn't really built it out yet. And uh, I'm a Make Mine Marvel kind of guy going all the way back to my uh, my childhood. So the second I heard the word Avengers, uh, I was sold. Um and when they said Grimm, my only question was, so is it superhero fairy tales? And they said, yeah, that's pretty much what we're looking for. And at that point, um, I was really gung-ho uh, to write it because uh, <clears throat> I get a chance to meld not only these, uh, you know, the archetypes of these uh, Marvel-type characters that I grew up reading, um, but also uh, these fairy tale characters who have been part of, you know, the human collective consciousness for hundreds of years, you know. Uh, so it was a really cool opportunity for me to get to mesh those two two worlds together uh, into a well, we've, we've seen TV shows like uh, Dollhouse and, and Firefly and, and uh-huh. you know, Buffy. And then we've seen movies like Alien and Aliens where you had those female archetypes. Was that a conscious mentality when you were writing this film that you want to create, like, your Ripley, your, your female strong <clears throat> characters? Or was it just, I'm going to write this? I just wanted them to be true to the characters. So I think Rylea might have put it best uh, that I, I just want, I wrote them gender neutral. Uh, there wasn't a political agenda. I just wanted the characters to make sense for the characters. And uh, I personally, I, I, I just took a gender, gender neutral approach. Um, so yeah, you know, we wanted kick-ass ladies, but I didn't, I didn't really want to uh, call too much attention to that because I think that's uh Counter counterintuitive. They just needed to make sense of right. characters um, for me. So that's kind of that was the, right. the starting point um, for the you know the eventual team uh, composition. We went through lots of iterations of the team lineup before settling on who exactly would make the cut uh, script wise. And uh, well, it one, wasn't all was fa- female. Which one was your favorite one before you before you cut that character out? 
Uh, well, there there are a lot of iterations of the team. Uh, at one point, we had the Frog Prince as a sort of bulk character. Um, wow. Where he would uh, transfer, you know, but obviously that's uh, VFX heavy and, uh, you know, uh, sure. we hadn't really settled on the idea of uh, princesses yet. Uh, and once that clicked and it, it was, you know, girls versus guys, so to speak, um, it was it became really easy for me to, to get it put together. Casper, in particular, is somebody who I thought of for the role of Rumpelstiltskin uh, from the get-go. And uh, just right. based on uh, our previous interactions together and my knowledge of his work, I wanted a handsome, actually somewhat charming Rumpelstiltskin, uh, who, right. when I was writing him, I sort of thought of him as a like a dirty politician that ended up leading right. to the mayor. Um, but then once he came on, he brought a lot to the role that wasn't necessarily on the page. And we ended up deciding sort of together that he would be this perverted Prince Charming, where if yes. he was maybe a slightly better person, he might, he might not have been such a bad guy, but, uh, you know, his uh, worst nature kind of gets the better of him throughout. So that was a fun, you know, fun, uh, be my next question. It, did, did some of the actors bring their own kind of characterizations of the characters to you and had you almost have to rewrite or reformat based upon well, the personalities of what they brought to the table? Hmm. Yeah, you have to. I was lucky, like Rylea mentioned, uh, the Asylum, you know, they, they clued me in pretty early to the idea of using the Unicorn Girls. Um, and so I, had a, I got to familiarize myself uh, further with their work and kind of cast the princesses out of that pool initially. Um, so they, their roles kind of jumped out at me right away. Uh, and then obviously we cast it, uh, you know, we went through the traditional audition process to fill out the rest of the roles. Um, and uh, yeah, you, every actor brings something. And I was blessed on, in this particular uh, cast that uh, to have people who were excited to be there and who really, like Mara mentioned on, on day two, we all sat down and had like a round table about the story before the script. You know, uh, right. who were these, who were these princesses prior to the action of the movie? And that really, I think ended up informing uh, a lot of what we did from, from there on. Some of it's on the page and a lot of it, they all brought to the table. And that's just, you know, everybody's mentioned how fast we shot this 14 days. Right. Uh, and just as a director, you, you have to rely on people to, to bring their best work and your job kind of becomes to make the helpful suggestions and to know, when other people's suggestions are either on point or, or not. Um, and, and it's a very quick process. And that's, um, I was really happy to have people whose suggestions added uh, and almost never detracted. Right. You know, we have a large audience listening right now. And uh, I just want to say one thing to my audience right now. Listen, I, I'm all for uh, downloading and torrents and all that. I'm all for that stuff. Trust me. The problem with torrents and downloading for films like this is that these films should be paid for. These movies should be supported. Yes. If you want to see more of these movies, you need to support them. One of the reasons why there's not a Kick-Ass 3 is there's too many people downloaded the movie and not enough people paid right. for it. And when you listen yeah. to Chloe Moretz, she's going to say, if you want to see a 3, you should have paid for the 2. So right. when, you, when you look at two, it's got it's got a great. Let's just skip that one. It's got a great amount of attention. A lot of you are very interested in that. Was that a surprise to you or not a surprise to you? On uh, Kickass, you mean? No, 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 no. For for your movie, for for uh, for Avengers, oh, there there has been a I lot can, of attention for the film. Good. I can never condone you know downloading. Um, obviously, for the right. direct impact right. to uh, you know potentially all of our careers. Like yes. you said, these, these things live and die by their their performance and the numbers. 
That's right. Um, yeah. And that's really what it boils down to. So on the one hand, you know, I, I a couple of my buddies who are, uh, you know, maybe downloaders and stuff, so they, they let me know, hey, your your movie's being toured quite a bit, and, and they presented it as a right. good thing. <laughs> and, you know, on it's the one hand, I, I guess not a good thing. No, it, it is, I suppose, a measure of interest uh, at a, as a certain respect, but I much prefer those people go out and watch the movie, you know, through legitimate means because uh, it'll yeah. do better, and hopefully that'll lead to a sequel because uh, I think everybody you, involved would making- love to come back and do that kind of yeah. stuff again. You make another one, yeah. uh, uh, the characters will get paid, everybody will be encouraged yeah. to do more stuff. Listen, right. if, you wanted, if people wanted to download, like, I don't know, Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, it made $200 billion. I can understand you want to get through But you want independent movies to be made, and movies to be made about fascinating subjects, but you're not willing to pay for it, and then you're going to complain later on that it's not being made? You can't do that. Yeah. So well, anyway, you cut go, it, it's, so, it's stealing. You know, it's, it's stealing anyway yeah. you cut it. Um, I personally don't do it if I'm... Yeah, it's stealing. Yeah, well, let's let's go on the note of how can we get this film? Because everybody wants to get this film. Everybody wants to watch it. How can we we find this film right now? Right now, it's out on VOD. So um, most most pay-per-view systems have it, depending on your cable provider. It's uh, available on Xbox. It's on Amazon. Uh, It'll eventually be on Netflix. I don't have a date for that right now. But also on Tuesday, it releases on, on DVD. So, uh, it's nice, there. nice. Yeah. I I want to sign. I I I really enjoy this film. It's a, it's a great film. I really like what you do oh, with the characters as well as the writing. Um, I'm a writer myself, so I very much enjoy great writing. Tell me, what can we expect new or or, or, or from the future of Jeremy Inman? How, uh, what's what's happening new? I my my sort of uh, I would love to do more things in the superhero realm. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, that's uh, kind of what I grew up reading, uh, reading a lot of comic books, playing a lot of video games, um, and that stuff has really informed my professional interests and, uh, to a certain extent, my visual style. Um, and that's, that's kind of where I would love to keep going. Um, I'm writing for the asylum some more, a couple, so uh, got another one of those uh, coming up, and I'm just seeking representation and looking for the next opportunity and uh, developing a couple of my own uh, personal uh, ideas uh, to hopefully shop around soon. Oh, that's fantastic. And we I love the film. Like I said, I watched it three times last night. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I can't wait to see more things coming from you and, and from the girls as well. I hope you guys work together again because you guys worked so well together this time around. Uh, me, me too, yeah. We, we, get... we really got a great – go ahead. No, 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 please, please go. Oh, just uh, everybody was great. You know, I had, a, I had a great crew, a great cast, and I think there was – I was lucky that we all sort of felt – on set, there was this sort of tangible sense that we were trying to go above and beyond and, uh, you know, the limitations of the schedule, um, as crazy as those may be, it was just sort of a reason for everybody to, you know, get tough and, and get through it and, and, and do a better job than, uh, than hopefully the usual. Um, and sure. I feel like we did that. So. That's awesome. I, I'm, I'm sorry yeah. to all my guests today for, uh, for for pushing you along. We have such a tight schedule of guests coming on today. It's awesome, also an awesome show. Uh, tell me, Jeremy, how can we get in touch with you? Are you on Facebook? Or are you on Twitter, Instagram, uh, so we can hear your thoughts and, and know what your next projects are going to be? All of the above. You can look me up uh, on all three at uh, Jeremy M. Inman. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Sir, thank you so much for being on today. It was a great pleasure. And Avengers Grimm is a great film. We can't all wait to see it on VOD, Netflix soon, as well as Xbox, and DVD coming out this Tuesday. 
Uh, thank you so much for being on on this weekend and for bringing your your incredible cast with you. My pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you, sir. Have yourself a great weekend. God bless. You too. Have a good one. All right, boys and girls, that was a fantastic show, was it not? We made it. We we, we made it by the minute and fifty four mark. <laughs> we literally have a minute and fifty two minutes, fifty two seconds left. Thank you to all my guests. Watch now. I'm going to ruin your names. Now that you're not on, Lauren Parkinson, Marv Fairclough, Elizabeth Peterson, Mylynn Sarley, Casper Van Deen, Riley, Riley Vanderbilt, Jeremy Inman. Thank you so much for being on today. I greatly appreciate it. We have such a huge audience listening today on this movie. Remember what we said about piracy and about copyright infringement? Technically, it is not piracy and copyright infringement unless you sell it to somebody or show it to somebody for money. We all know the rules and the laws. We know them. We've been watching them since we were kids. That is not the point. The point, the point is the ethical code in which we stand by. We want to see these movies made. Okay, did you like the first film? Maybe you didn't, but you watched it. And if you watched it, you should pay for it. Remember that these other movies like Interstellar have gigantic monies behind them. I mean, they have gigantic production companies behind them. They don't need that much support. These movies need our support. You've got great casts. They're trying really hard. They've got great writers. Show your support by going out there and paying for it. Whenever P.T. Anderson film comes out, I go out and watch it in the theaters. Why? I want more P.T. Anderson films to be made. So I will go pay for it. You should do the same. Anyways, what a great show today. What a great cast. It was Avengers Grimm. Thank you for everybody for being on today. Go rent the movie on VOD on Xbox One. Go buy the movie this, this Tuesday. God bless everybody. Have a great weekend.